guys, welcome to At The Movies Podcast with yours truly, Jackie. This is episode six, and the featured movie today is Academy Award-winning Whiplash. So today I'm joined with none other, Jonathan Cobbs. Say hi, Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> How you been? What you been up to since last uh, time you were on the show? You, you mean last week? <laughs> uh, I've been yeah. good. I've been all right. I've been chilling like a villain. I got the new Xbox today, so I'm really happy. I've been oh my god, really hard working on that shit. So, yeah. Uh, other than that, no, no, nothing much. Same old bullshit. We're still in the pandemic. Still chilling at home. So, nothing, nothing really too crazy. Yeah. How about you? I hear you. Uh, same old shit. I had to fucking come all last minute to Midland. Yeah, so. come all over. All last minute. Oh my god, <laughs> that's tomorrow. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'm stuck here. Well, until tomorrow, like, thankfully, like we have Veterans Day off, so yeah, I'm just gonna fucking must be nice. I gotta work. Slide. So. Oh, I guess you have no veterans there. Yep. Uh, so dumb, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh. What song's been stuck in your head all day or all week? Song? Um, damn. I don't know. There hasn't really been much uh, for this week. I just finished getting like all the Halloween songs out of my head. So uh, <laughs> I can't really think of anything. I mean, today, you know, I watched <laughs> Whiplash, obviously. Uh, that's the movie <laughs> we're talking about. So. I do have like Caravan stuck in my head and Whiplash. Like I have all that classical shit. It's oh, I just love it. It's great music. <laughs> what about of you? Of course. Um, I think because uh, I I don't know why. Like everywhere I go, like on the radio and shit, they've been playing a lot of Foo Fighters. So I have like a bunch of Foo Fighters songs stuck in my head. Like not just one. Like they just like keep playing in my head. <laughs> That's and right. I can't get them out of my head. <laughs> yeah, we just saw yeah. them lo- last week on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that too. That that might be why. And then like their new single that yeah. they've been like playing really... everywhere. But yeah, all day today on the field, like on in the truck, like it was just a bunch of fucking Foo Fighter songs. Like yeah. okay, cool. I'm not yeah. mad. Yeah, I've been. Uh, well, I really like that song they that they played on SNL. Uh, yeah, shame, they shame. Played, they played two. They played one of the originals and their new one but yeah it was really good i need to get that on yeah. spotify <laughs> yeah i'm not sure when the album comes out or yeah because i think it was just the single right that was released yes yeah, well they announced they pretty much announced an album with the single but i don't know if like when they're gonna drop that mm. like that's pretty much them saying hey look we, we got a new album coming out and this is the first single off of it so yeah all right so let's move on to what's your starter Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? So, Jonathan, pick a snack. Almond Joy or Mounds? Uh, I pick you. No, I'm just oh kidding. Oh, my God. Almond Joy or <laughs> Mounds? Snack. I'm going to go with Almond Joy. I, I love Almond Joy way more than the Mounds. Mounds, I don't know. Dark chocolate isn't really my thing. But uh, it's it's that's pretty much the only difference, right, is that it's a dark chocolate 
other than yeah and it, it doesn't have a schnut on it so. <laughs> <laughs> oh god you got me off guard there that was funny uh, <laughs> oh god you're so dumb uh really i never even noticed that i thought it always had a schnut in there in both of them <laughs> no, like, oh god I'm you got pretty- me fucked up <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure it doesn't, right? Like <laughs> I thought they both I'm, did. <laughs> I mean, I like have two schnuts. <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me. I got two schnuts over here. So shut the fuck up. Like, well, technically, each packet has two schnuts, right? So, John. Oh, see, I was right. They don't have schnuts on them. <laughs> you like look? You googled it. Does mounds have schnuts? Well, candy doesn't have schnuts. Oh, God. Oh, I don't know why that triggered me so hard, but that was funny. (laughs) It's always a little, like, the simple shit that gets me, but fuck. That was funny. Um, But I also pick Almond Joy. Like, I have to say, like, I love that crunch of the schnut, you know? I don't know. Like, obviously, Mounds isn't that dark of a chocolate, but it is darker. Uh, I don't know. I just never, like, I, I don't mind it, but uh when we i remember when we were on our diet and we tried eating dark chocolate and because apparently you know dark chocolate's a little bit better for you health wise yeah and mm-hmm. oof, it was just it was not good it was disgusting <laughs> i was like Ugh. but that's because it was like a high percentage of cocoa yeah, that's what like, i'm saying we have to eat the special type like, of dark chocolate it's just like bitter it's like like i'm yeah. good yeah i mean i know I don't mind if it's darker. It's just, I don't know. I mean, Almond Joy is just where it's at. And, you know, I'm low-key allergic to schnuts, but I, it doesn't affect me because it's just one schnut in there <laughs> and each piece. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know if this happens to you, but, like, I think it happens with, like, peanuts or, like, anything that has kind of, like, a coating on the nut. But, like, every time I eat Almond Joy, I, but it's, like like a the skin of a nut gets like stuck in my throat (laughs) does that happen to you or is it just me (laughs) yeah it's happened it's happened to me before even with other other chocolates or other nutty foods yeah (laughs) other schnutty food (laughs) you need to relax the throat (laughs) (laughs) jesus give me pointers for how to eat schnuts say almond again almond you say almond yeah so I say almond. The same shit. Who cares? Apricot or apricot? Apricot. Apricot. I've said it both ways. I don't think it matters. Honestly. Tomato (laughs) or tomato? Just kidding. (laughs) Potato or potato? Oh my god. Uh, What's the other one? Data or data? I say data a lot because, you know, at work I use that word a lot. I don't know. It's just thrown around a lot. We say data or data. Sorry. Actually, so not, which one is I it? don't even know. I think I do say data. I don't know what the fuck I say. Damn. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. I use both. I think it just depends on so like, the context. You're stupid too then, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, God. What a tangent yeah. we went on here. I know. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, I totally, <laughs> of course, I fucking forgot to post a poll of which candy <laughs> like i completely forgot i just totally gave up on that and i don't know i know it's just like whatever yeah like, people don't really answer anyway so fuck them <laughs> yeah but whatevs shout out to my small viewers on here 
This one's for you. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. Well, let's get started. I should say. All right, let's do it. Come on, everybody! Here we go. Let's get started with the film overview. So the it. summary is. <laughs> a talented young drummer enrolls at a cutthroat music conservatory where his dreams of greatness are challenged by an instructor who will test the abilities of his students to the extreme. Oh, nice summary. This uh, movie was released on October 15th of 2014 with Sony Pictures and Blumhouse Productions. Oh, wow. Which... I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always associate Blumhouse with horror movies. So yeah, you know, that's funny because when I was do. looking at the credits earlier, I saw one of the Blumhouse uh, producers, like his last name is Blumhouse too. Uh, I saw him, his name at the end of the credits and I was like, hmm, that's weird. But yeah, now it makes sense. <laughs> then the runtime is 106 minutes, which is pretty, pretty normal. It's pretty quick, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the writer was Damien uh, Chazelle. He is also known for writing La La Land and First Man. Um, what did you think of those two movies? I have. Jonathan. Which one was First Man? Is that the one with Matt Damon? No. No, that's The Martian. That's The Martian. <laughs> Which one's First Man? I don't remember that. The one on Ryan Gosling. Oh. Well, I, of course you would know that one. I've never seen that. Oh, oh yeah, we watched it together. Yes, have. I thought that was a different. I thought that was called different. I don't know. No. That one was okay. I mean, it was whatever. Uh, I thought it kind of dragged. Yeah, I guess he loves him some Ryan Gosling because both of these movies have Ryan Gosling. But uh, mm -hmm. he's probably related to you, Jackie. But uh, La La Land was an okay movie too. Uh, I I I don't think you liked it, huh? We I went to go saw went to go see it together. I remember that. Yeah, but, um, I ugh, I didn't I hate, hate it. I, I just thought it was so depressing. I don't know it why. Was, like, it was it just made me feel the, like the shit. ending was like, damn, you know. Well, like once you started getting to the end, you're like, what the fuck? Like, what was yeah, the point was of this sad. movie? <laughs> exactly. It? But yeah, I, I get what you mean though. Like at the end, you're just like, wow, this guy really just his goal was to make me feel like shit and go home and cry. Especially if you had just gone through like some breakup shit or something, <laughs> like this was not meant for you, or I guess it was meant for you to hit yeah. you in the feels. I don't know, but yeah, that movie was kind of weird. It, I mean, it was bad. Some of the songs, uh, songs were catchy. The dancing was whatever, but uh, yeah, it was okay. It was an okay movie. I didn't, I didn't think it was too shitty, but First Man was, it was all right too. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I, La La Land was shit. I don't know why people loved it so much. Like, it, I I don't know. That's just my opinion. Like, you know, at yeah. me, I don't give a shit. But, like, it was just <laughs> fucking sad. It was fucking depressing. And, like, yeah. mm -hmm. nah. Like, ugh. I don't know. It, communication, guys. Communication. Like, that's what they had to do. Like, it's just talk it out. But they didn't. Yeah. I don't know. They just kind of, whatever. But, yeah, First Man... I don't know. I think it just kind of drags. Like, yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. It was kind of long. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it wasn't like exciting. It was just like, oh, cool. I don't know. Mm -hmm. They didn't do it justice for the first man on the moon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, I feel like that subject is just. 
it's it's uh like they've done it too many times already. Like do something else, you know. Yeah, it's been done so many times. That subject. Yeah. Um, the director was also Damien. Uh, oh my God, Chazelle. <laughs> I lost my <laughs> wording there. Uh, the notable actors, of course, none other than J.K. Simmons, who plays Fletcher. Uh, and of course, people, please, you guys should know who J.K. Simmons is. He's the bald motherfucker that comes out in Juno. <laughs> bald <laughs> Spider-Man. <motherfucker. laughs> what, what, what was his name, Spider-Man? Uh, he played the... J. Jonas uh, Jameson or whatever. He's the... Yeah. The newspaper guy or the... Yeah, yeah. Jameson. Magazine. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God, what else? Uh, most recently, he comes out in those fucking commercials. <laughs> Oh, what are the, they? Uh, f- farmers? No, uh, it's farmers. But what's the first name? Uh, I don't know. Goddamn. Whatever. It. Something to do it's with insurance. Like, homeowners. Yeah. <laughs> homeowners. Uh, how am I? I'm drawing a blank on those fucking. Uh, insurance. Yeah. It's farmers something he, something farmers farmers he insurance. Also, he also plays the yellow M and M on the M and M commercials. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Wow. Fun little fact there. I thought that was yeah. somebody else. I thought that was the, the dude who played Patrick and shit. No. <laughs> and he has a distinct lisp. Yeah, so. he does. Very iconic. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> oh, God. So uh, the next one's Miles Teller, who plays Andrew. Uh, those of you who are kind of foggy on his face, but he came out in the awkward moment. Uh, Fantastic Four, the new one. That one sucked balls, by the way. Fantastic Four. So did the original one. The original one was better compared to this one. It was, yeah, they're horrible movies. (laughs) They weren't necessary. Both of them, like, they just, it's trash. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, God, I'm like hating on shit today. Sorry, guys. Not sorry. But (laughs) uh, what else did he come out in? He came out in that. A war dogs yeah, with, um, with Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Mm. That's right. But he's he's made a few. Yeah, I think. I mean, if uh, his name is Miles Tower, like you said, I'm sure that name is really familiar to some of y'all. Just Google him. Google Miles Teller, and right away, like you have to see his face in order to be like, oh yeah, I've seen this guy around. Like he's been yeah. around a lot of movies. In case you don't know who he is. I. Uh- the next one's Paul Reiser, who plays Jim, which is uh, Andrew's dad in the film. Right. Uh, those of you who don't know who he is, he used to come on the show Mad About You with Helen Hunt. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. I used to watch it when I was little. I know the yeah. like. I know who the actor is. I've seen him come on different little roles, but uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I don't He's know. He's come that out show. and more stuff. Uh, there was also a show in I think like the late 80s, early 90s, and uh, it was called Two Dads. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but it's like Two Dads, this, One Cup. Oh my God. This uh, lady like died and she had a baby, and then she left the baby with her two ex boyfriends, which were Paul Reiser and this other guy, and then they like raised her together. And that like that's what the show was about. Mm, okay. I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> and um, so the next or my last one is Melissa 
Benoist. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> uh, and she plays Nicole, the girlfriend of Andrew, or dating, whatever the fuck she is. Yeah. Uh, but apparently she comes out in Supergirl that comes yeah. out on the CW. I've never seen it, but... I've never seen it, but I did remember when like they first uh, announced Supergirl, like WB. And mm-hmm. uh, like when I was watching the, sh- the movie today, I was like, wait, this girl looks so familiar now. Because, you know, back then she was like unknown when we saw it. Yeah. And yeah, that's why she, yeah, she was Supergirl. So <laughs> I think she's a little bit well, more famous now. I think she has blonde hair, right? As Supergirl. Uh, I think so. I don't know. It's it's probably, I'm not sure if it's blonde or dirty blonde. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, because in Whiplash, her hair is brown, so it's just kind of like I didn't realize it till I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh shit, that is her!" Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, um, so the box office, uh, their budget was estimated to be um, three million dollars and three million three hundred thousand dollars. Jesus <laughs> fuck, I can never <laughs> count numbers. Like, <laughs> God, send me back to school. So that was their budget, and mm-hmm. then. This is what shocks me is That's that crazy, on the yeah. op- a crazy on the opening on the opening weekend in the US, uh they only made a hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars. Like that's it. Like what the fuck from this big budget to that? Like that's insane. Um and then the gross of the USA, they got uh thirteen million dollars. Oh my god. Thirteen million and ninety two thousand dollars. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh but yeah, like how low is that? Yeah, you know? it's a pretty disappointing opening weekend. Like holy shit. Yeah. Well yeah, this and... was this was one of those movies that didn't get much attention during the time because I didn't even know about it either. Like talk about it more later, but yeah. Um yeah, and like what I remember, uh when we went to go see it, it was only at fucking premiere cinema. It wasn't even playing at Cinemark. Yeah. So yeah, like I don't think it got a lot of like publicity till like the awards. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh the reviews on IMDB uh got an eight point five out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a ninety four percent and Metacritic gave it an eighty eight percent, which I I completely agree with these. This movie is fucking phenomenal from everything yeah on it mm-hmm. um and then uh the awards uh i know they had won a whole bunch of awards i think that's what kind of like surprises me because their budget or not the their budget but the whole box office numbers were so low and they weren't all these fucking awards like everywhere yeah. and jk simmons i know he won a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor, and then he won an Academy Award for Best Actor. Um, and I actually remember when he won it and his speech and everything. Like, I don't know. And he did an amazing job in this fucking film. He did. So he deserved it. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um, and then uh, the movie, I guess, like, the crew and stuff, like, the, the editors and stuff... Uh, they won Academy Awards for Best Sound Mixing and Best Film Editing. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was just an overall great movie. It was underrated, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. I think it needed more 
I mean, I guess it did when it came out on video since they didn't like really play it like in theaters. But yeah, I don't know. I wonder if like the money they made on like DVD sales was like more than like I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Theater and box office numbers. Yeah, and you also got to incorporate like worldwide numbers because I'm sure they did a lot better there also maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't include that one in. Um, all right, so character breakdown. Uh, who's your favorite character, babe? Uh, so for me, I would probably say J.K. Simmons' character. Um, what's his name? Fletcher. Yeah. Yeah. So when we first saw this movie, I fucking hated this motherfucker. Every time I watch this movie, I watched it earlier today. I want to. Every time I see it, I want to fucking deck him so hard. Like I want to punch him. And oh, he's just so annoying. Mm-hmm. And, He's yeah. so evil. He's so fucked up, but he's hilarious at the same time, and that's why I like him so much because he's it's he did a fantastic job at the character J.K. Simpson Simpson J.K. Simmons. Um, he did fucking incredible and like, oh man, like you guys just need to watch this movie to see how fucked up he is. Like, we can't do it justice by talking about it. But damn, yeah, that's why he's my favorite character because he's just so good at it. Uh, he's makes it so believable and I do see like a lot of people like that, like, you know, that are maybe in, mm-hmm. you know, those really top of the line art slash, you know, music schools that are really rough like that. So I don't know, but yeah, for some weird yeah. reason, he's my favorite character. Uh, yeah, he's, he's my favorite too. Just yeah. everything about him. He's so... He's everything that a music instructor is. Like yeah. he he nailed it. Like every fucking point. Because they are. They're fucking hard assholes that they want perfection. But I think that's just a musician's standpoint. Like they're they're always gonna strive for perfection. Like that's just in their blood, like in a sense, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I yeah, everything you said, pretty much. Yeah, uh, he's my favorite. He's pretty much the whole movie, honestly. Like, even though Miles Teller, uh, Miles Teller's character—that's hard to say. Uh, you know, obviously he's the main character because it's about him and him mm-hmm. going through what he's going through in this art school. Uh, what was the name of it? I forgot. But it was one of the, like top of the line schools in New York. Schaefer. Schaefer. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So obviously he's the main character, but. It it was crazy because, like, I remember watching this movie and, like, it just caught me off guard just how much of a prick he was. I was not expecting it to to be that crazy, you know? And I yeah, know. I don't know. Just, I guess we'll talk about more of that later. But, yeah, shit was wild. Yeah, he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, What about, like, who do you relate to? Do you relate to Fletcher? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, I relate to Miles Teller's character. I, what was his name again? Uh, Andrew. Andrew, there you go. Yeah, Neiman. Andrew Neiman. Um, <laughs> yeah, I relate to him because uh, I don't know. I feel like, well, obviously, I was I was a drummer like him, <laughs> and I love music. I love drumming like he loves drumming, uh, and I you know I see a little bit of myself in him. Like I would practice a lot like he does, but obviously I didn't go to like school for music so i can't really <laughs> like that but i can really like uh, on the things he likes and 
Um, I don't know. He's just the most relatable character of the movie. You know, the movie doesn't have many characters in it, uh, you know, that are main characters. But yeah, yeah, I would say exactly. he he's the one I relate to the most. Just an average kid, uh, an average drummer looking to get better every day. And he go, you know, he obviously obviously he's good because he got into this top of the line school. He's just trying to be the best. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he's honestly, I guess, relatable the most. Um, just because like he never gives up like he's just always going you know yeah. again striving for that greatness like every musician does so yeah especially yeah. since uh you know schaefer they're always shitting on him regardless everywhere he's at mm-hmm. he's getting shot on there and he just keeps going he's like no nah, fuck y'all i'm gonna keep practicing you know yeah and, even uh, by his family like yeah yeah and uh <laughs> fletcher like you know Obviously, he he stumbles upon him practicing, and he's like, "Oh shit, this guy might have something going." So, uh, once he sees that that he might actually have some talent, he's like, "Oh fuck, now I really got to go hard because you know this dude, one of the top of the line instructors, you know, noticed me. So maybe I can do it." Yeah, exactly. I kind of want to talk about the dad. Uh, oh yeah, like um. How do I put it? Like, he's your typical parent, obviously. And, like, you could see that, like, he struggles with him, with Andrew, Mm -hmm. like, just being a single father, like, his whole life and trying to be, like, this important figure in his life. And, you know, I guess trying to support him in his music career decision, Mm -hmm. but yet being, Mm -hmm. like are you sure? Like, you're not going to get anywhere with that. Like, yeah, I don't know. Cause people always see music as like, you're starving fucking artists. Like you're not going to make money. And I think every parent wants their children to succeed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see that in the dad. And, um, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's like a typical parent. Just, I don't know. Even they're just really awkward with each other. A lot of the times. Because even mm-hmm. how they're just, you know, when they're watching movies, like you pick up, you pick up on it right away at the beginning when he buys the popcorn and the raisinets and the the dad throws the raisinets <laughs> in the popcorn. And then he's all yeah. like, he's like, no, nah, I don't want to fucking eat the raisinets. Like, that's your shit. Like, I'll eat around it. Don't worry about it. And like right there, like yeah. right away, the director gives us that disconnect between father and son. Yeah, exactly. A lot of symbolism there. A lot of. Of how directors just give you like what the relationship is right away. Yeah. Um, also the I guess the girl that he dates, Nicole, mm-hmm. like <laughs> she seems like your typical girl that you meet along the way in college, like, you know, or yeah. guy, like, you know, guy or girl. And like, uh, I don't know. They don't know what the fuck they want in life. <laughs> they don't know, like Mm-hmm. I think they just show like the difference between that. Like there's some people that are just driven and know exactly what they want. Like miles, uh, opposed to her. That's just like, uh, I guess like I'll know when it comes to me, like whatever, you yeah. know, say la vie. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was watching it today, like it, it was funny that you mentioned that because as I was watching those two characters interact, you know, when they first go on a date, uh, and it makes me like, makes me think of a lot of stuff a lot of decisions i made like it's funny it's like your mind gets split into two like uh on one side you know you want to be like miles teller's character 
where you want to go mm-hmm. for you know something you've been dreaming of doing all your life you know like music has always been something i wanted to do i've been wanting to do different things in my life that i thought about going to college but then again is it going to get me anywhere in life or is it just for you know i don't know like music is one of those tough subjects where you can't really get a job out of it unless you you know you're really good at it or something you know it's yeah. one of those hard decisions and then the other side of it's the girl where she's like i don't know what i'm like gonna major in and you know most of us went through that in college we're like fuck you know you go in thinking of stuff you want to do but then like i'm curious to see what the percentages of people that switch majors because <laughs> pretty much everyone i knew including us to jacqueline like we switched majors uh yeah. along the way so yeah i mean i'm I sure it's a very common thing and it's funny to look at these two characters and think about that like it's pretty much like real life shit. Like you can think about it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, when I thought of the girl, I was like, yeah, there is a lot of people like that where they're undecided. They don't have a set major. They're just going to a random school because they don't know what to do. I mean, she was from Phoenix and she's all the way in New York. Like, you know, she didn't yeah. know she didn't know what she was doing. But it also gave me that, you know, I guess that look of two different sides, uh, you know, where you have Miles Teller's character. Andrew, where he's like a really hard ass. He's like really going hard at school and all for what, right? It might not be for anything, right? He's like yeah. killing himself almost doing, you know, going hard. And the girls over here like just chilling. Uh, yeah. You know, just living life and not going that hard at school because she doesn't know what she wants to do. Yeah. It's kind of like how that's saying, like, don't make work your life because, yeah. like, you're just going to miss out on everything. And, like, yeah. Yeah. Especially like getting so like I think he was 19 like in the movie and like mm-hmm. getting so worked up at that age and missing out so much especially like in your 20s yeah. and like I bet you like later on in life you're going to be like fuck I regret like Yeah, exactly. Like 50/50, you know, like I regret but uh like I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, it's okay to not know what you're going to do. Like, again, we've all been there. We've all been like, well, fuck. Like, and that's what, like, got us to change our majors, you know? Yeah. You start start getting stressed and you're like, fuck. And then, uh, as like, you know, you're you're going through all this bullshit for this thing you're going for. And in your mind, you're like, is this really worth it? Like, do I want to do this? Do I want to go through this for this, you know, thing that I'm, I'm uncertain about? And mm-hmm. that's why you switch majors because you're like, nah, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm I'm not trying to, you know, work this hard for this major when I don't really want to do it. You know, like it's a, just that little thought. It takes one little thought in the back of your mind to make you change a major uh, or change your mind on anything, really. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, the funny thing is, I remember the exact moment I changed my mind to change my major. I was driving to school in the highway. You know, I had my Salico back then. <laughs> and just out of nowhere, I got an epiphany in my head. And it said, fuck, like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I was at the at the time I was doing mechanical engineering. And I was like, fuck, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like, it sucks. Like, I, I mean, mechanical engineering is a good subject, but I just didn't. I don't know. I wasn't clicking with the people. And I wasn't clicking with the, with the coursework. Like, I just didn't like it that much. And then, you know, that's when I thought, I need to try something else. And I I knew I still wanted to do science or engineering. So, uh, you know, I looked at my options. And that's when I made a decision to do, you know, CS and stay within the engineering department. Yeah. 
Um, I originally was going to do music. I don't know if you remember that. I definitely remember uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. And, and I did, I, I wanted to go to like a music college. I wanted to go to Berkeley and yeah, I don't know. I just kept really thinking about it and I was just like, you know, it's different once the tables are turned. Like, obviously, I would go to become, like, a music teacher or something. And then I'd be like, it's not the same. Like, my love's not there anymore. And, yeah, I could go above and beyond. But I guess I just felt that, like, I didn't have, like, the talent. Maybe I just didn't have, like, the drive in me to, like, continue to do music. But that's why, like, I changed it to education and then I changed it to geology with education. <laughs> and then I just settled with just plain geology. So, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. For some of us, it just you get down to you think about what you can do. I mean, you could do mm-hmm. anything you set your mind to, right? Like, yeah, you, ca- you probably could have done it. You could have gone to school. You could have succeeded if you wanted to. But I don't know. Sometimes you just got to be real with yourself and say, I don't it's not that I don't want to do this or that I can't do this. It's that I don't want to do it. You know, I don't think it's yeah. worth the risk and the time. So you just say, fuck it. Let me try something else. Let me be normal. And that's kind of how the, uh, how Nicole's character is. She's like, Oh, like I'm not taking that path. You are where you're going all fucking hardcore all in. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm over here just chilling, like just working, going to school, um, enjoying life. You know, I'm in New York. I'm enjoying life. Yeah, for all. All right, let's move on to scenes. Uh, what are some of your favorite scenes? Um, I think so. I have a couple. Uh, I guess I'll name one favorite scene, and then the other scene I have is also iconic. So I don't want to name like it again. Okay. But yeah, one of my favorite scenes is the ending. Uh, the very ending of the movie where. You know, <laughs> he ends up running into uh, Fletcher at one of like the I guess he's playing like at a bar or whatever. And uh, fucking Andrew sees him and he's watching him play on the piano. And then, you know, he ends up seeing him after, you know, uh, Fletcher sees him and he goes up to him and he's like, hey, like and this was after he got fired from <laughs> from the school. Uh, mm. and that was because of him because he snitched on him right because another student had committed suicide but yeah yeah um anyways like after he sees him he invites him to like play at the i forgot the venue name but he plays at that venue it's like a famous venue in new york for like you know classical music but uh so he fucks him over and he tells like he he tells him he's gonna play this one that they're gonna be playing this one song i think it was uh caravan or something or yeah, was it whiplash? Yeah, it was whiplash. Yeah, it was whiplash. yeah, and then so like he shows up and then he tells him, uh, you know, he tells the audience, no, uh, we're gonna be playing this song, and then it's a different song than what fucking than what he told Miles Teller. So he kind of fucked him over, and then uh, he goes up to him and he's like, I knew it was you that fucked me over. Like, he's like, you think I was gonna like forget about it, and. Miles Teller ends up just playing bullshit, like while everyone's like, "What the hell is this guy playing?" You know, uh, <laughs> and then he ends up leaving. But then, you know, he runs into his dad, and I think I don't know that kind of reminded him of like, "Fuck my dad!" Like, "Fuck that life!" Like, I'm gonna go show everyone what I'm about because like my dad has yeah. doubted me. He's doubted all the stuff I've done, and so has you know obviously the teacher Fletcher. 
He's like, fuck you. So he goes back and he just starts playing the kit. And he tells all, uh, you know, the bass guy first. He's like, here, just follow my lead. And like he's like, play this song. I think it was Caravan. And then, uh, yeah, everyone follows the lead. And he ends up doing a badass job at it. And then my favorite part of the movie is when he does a drum solo. Um, which is fucking dope because I love the drums. And, oh, man, that just, that shit was wild. I loved it. And he just showed everybody. And, you know, he showed his dad. He showed Fletcher. He told him, fuck you. Like, see, I am, like... I can be, you know, special, because uh, I mean, throughout the whole movie, he's he's been wanting to prove himself, right? Um, and yeah. at the end, he finally does. He finally proves that he has it, you know, the it factor. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that yeah was my favorite I think that's. For sure. I think that's my favorite too. The ending, just because he he's literally showing all he's got. He's showing his worth, and I think that's that's dope. Like, yeah, I guess a- like flip. Fletcher like fucking him over this one last time is yeah. just what got him like yeah yeah I knew something was gonna happen like that and uh, as soon as he comes up to him and he's all like you think I'm fucking stupid like I was like oh shit I was like yeah he's fucked I would have just left like I wouldn't even have tried to play you know but yeah uh, you know whatever uh um. Like, I, I mean, it looked like he earned the respect of his dad and Fletcher at the end. So, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. His dad's face was just like, God, dang. oh, shit, son. Like, <laughs> you got it. Like, yeah. Right, sorry for doubting um, you. Damn. Yeah, exactly. Like, he probably felt like shit because he didn't, like, really uplift his son, like, and what he loves. And, like, I think seeing him doing the solo, he was like, damn, like, he loves what he does, you know? Yeah. Um, there's other scenes. I wouldn't say they're my favorite scenes, but I, I just want to like talk about them. But um, the in the beginning of the movie when Fletcher goes into like the lower level class, like to like pick out which ones he wants, and ends up getting Andrew. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know why, but like I love when he just like he walks in like he owns the fucking place, and then he looks at the sheet music and he reads it and like five seconds and he already knows what it is like yeah i think that is so amazing how musicians can do that like just just a quick glance like and i remember doing that you know in choir too but not that fast like <laughs> like it's so awesome that he, yeah. the, again musicians can do that after so many years of fucking doing it you know yeah it's just fucking yeah like muscle nothing. memory and shit yeah basically um and then also uh when it's their first performance and andrew loses the music book like quote unquote uh and then the initial drummer can't fucking play because he doesn't know the fucking music by heart like are you fucking kidding me like that i think that part just like shocks me like it blows my mind because like any musician, any music, it doesn't matter who the fuck you are, you're gonna memorize that sheet music no matter what. And you're gonna know every fucking beat, like anything, like everything about it. Because just in case you lose your sheet music, just in case your fucking stand falls down when you're flipping a page, like yeah. yep. you you need to, like, oh my god, I, I had to memorize it. I was fucking like inquire, like I was fucking singing that shit in my sleep, like 
it just it haunts you like to this day i probably could still fucking like play it like you know yeah that's for sure like it just i don't know it shows that you can't really read music or something because you have mm-hmm. to be able to read it first and then play it and then just you know just doing that over and over it just makes you memorize it like without even looking at the page because i remember doing piano in high school mm-hmm. like yeah you you know obviously you have to read the music that's how you know what notes to play and then after you get the pattern down or you know you play it over and over you don't even have to look at the fucking sheet music you just get the hands you know you get the patterns going and you know you already know yeah exactly it's like when um, you when like when you sing a song like you know the song because you sang it over and over and over you know like what's gonna come next uh what little you know little parts of the song are you know <laughs> gonna come up and then you know when to start singing again like it's just muscle memory uh was there like i don't know if that's like was there ways that like you would memorize your music like no. Like for me, like I would do like what you say, like step by step, like mm-hmm. you're reading the music, like we'd obviously do solfage first to know like what pitches they are in the fucking song and then like, right. you know, et cetera. But like, I don't know, like I think after I like memorized my music, like it was so like the notes were so embedded in my fucking brain that every time that like I would sing or play like. I see the notes like I don't I know some some people do have that or they see colors when they're actually like playing it and that's how they memorize the music but I actually see the notes like in front of me like does that make sense I don't know if that makes sense yeah it's just pretty much like a photo uh photorealistic memory kind of thing where you 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 catch the notes and then you just have the image there all the time but it's like they're jumping, like mm. each note is just like jumping in front of me. I don't know. It's really weird. I'm yeah, pretty I mean, sure someone can really. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone has was... their own method of memorizing. Yeah. Uh, what I used to do is kind of just divide and conquer the sheet. So I would, you know, take probably two bars at a time, depending on the length of the music, the song. The song was one mm-hmm. bar. That's easy to memorize, right? It's just one bar. But when you had you know, a whole fucking sheet. I divided, you know, two, three bars, learn that first. And then after I kind of mastered that, keep going, you know, keep going, try it out. Uh, and then once I, you know, I mastered each section, then that's where you could just put it all together. That's how I used to do it. At least it was yeah. easier that way for me. That's what we would do from what such measure to such measure. And mm-hmm. that's how we do it. Um, the other scene, I think this just, like, it made me cringe. <laughs> so this was, like, a cringy scene was when they were at the dinner table with oh, Andrew's yeah. whole family. Like, uh, it just, it's so cringing because Andrew was being so cocky because he had just gotten into this conservatory and, you know, like, so he feels like the top dog. And, of course, he's just trying to prove points. And so, of course, this one-track mind of his uncle and his cousins, like, sports are life. And it's like, wait a minute. And, yeah. of course, they think, like, like you're not going to get anywhere with music. Like, yeah, like right I don't away. know. Right away, like, he's downgraded uh, yeah. from his and cousins like, or whatever. I, 
I feel like that's always like a topic and like kind of like a misconception on music because people always see it as like, oh, you're a musician, like good luck you know with that. I mean? You know, it's like good yeah. luck with that shit. It's like it's the same thing in any profession, honestly. Just like how yeah. they're all talking up his cousin, how he's a fucking football player in college. And even Miles mm-hmm. Tyler, Miles Tyler is like, well, yeah, it's fucking Division Three. Like, doesn't mean <laughs> shit, you know. Like, and then yeah. it was funny when he's all like, uh, um, he's like, uh, won't you come play with us or something, or come play with us? And then Miles Tyler is like, three words you'll never hear from the NFL. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking rough. But yeah, you could tell he just got really annoyed. Kind of how you got triggered right now. Uh, just tri- like those little comments, those like. Little yeah. things that trigger you, like, don't be a dick. Like, no matter what the person is, like, studying or going for, like, be happy for them. Be happy that they're doing that. Just be like, you know, I wish you well. I hope you become the best, you know, like, in whatever mm-hmm. you're looking out for, you know, like, whatever you're studying. And Exactly. For, I think he just got tired of being disrespected at the table because you could tell it happens a lot and his dad's always downplaying it, too. So, yeah, yeah. like how so after he said that you will never hear from the nfl and then his dad's like oh well have you heard from lincoln center like it's like oof, like damn (laughs) like for your dad to say that and like oh it's like probably kicking the nuts but at the same time i think andrew had to hear that because he was being so pompous like you know what i mean like he was just like come back down (laughs) it was just okay yeah like first of all yeah his dad his dad should have defended him there because that's yeah. his thing. Like, he's his dad. Like, how are you going to let your whole family roast your own son? Exactly. But then again, like, like I tell you, they had a disconnect throughout the whole movie. You could tell they weren't, like, really connected with each other. And I don't know. At the same time, I feel like the dad also got pissed and he agreed with the family. He's like, yo, you can't be saying that shit. Just like how you said he was acting like a, like a pompous dick. Um, mm-hmm. And it was for reasons, you know, like he was finally feeling confident because he got first chair or whatever. He got he was like core member for the studio band and he felt really happy about it. And still everyone just downplayed it, you know, like he finally succeeded at something. And I think that's why he just got triggered and he got really mad at that. He's like, I'm tired of talking about that. These motherfuckers are playing fucking division three football and I'm over here making big moves in the music business or in the music school, you know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. They just, I agree. Yeah. The whole lesson um, here is like be mindful of everyone. Like just yeah. respect what they're going through with respect uh, you know, their profession. Like you don't know what they're going through and you don't know what they've gone through uh to get where they're at and I don't know. Everyone like has a different profession. Everyone has a different mindset, everyone has like different goals. Like mm-hmm. when I like sometimes when I talk to you about computer science and shit like half the shit i tell you goes over your head right let's be honest you're just like oh yeah, oh, yeah whatever what you're saying. yeah it's <laughs> it's tech bullshit like i don't care right but you still tell me like oh that's good like i hope it happens you know and it's not like pues, it's not like you tell me like oh like well fuck you right <laughs> like even oh, yeah even you you're always telling me about all this uh ball crusher shit and i don't know all this crazy bullshit from work and i'm just like oh that sounds cool like does that shit actually crush rocks or whatever but you know i wish you luck on that you know you just don't have to be a (laughs) dick about it all the time like i don't know yeah like 
I know. It's it's just the lingo is on both of our jobs. So we're just like, what? Like, I don't get you, but yeah. I'm happy for you. <laughs> also, like, well, just like how he was explaining to them, like, just ask questions. Like, don't don't act disinterested. You know, like, yeah. His family right away was like, nah, fuck you. We're gonna move on to this. You know, like they just kept mm-hmm. pushing it away. That I think that's where he got really annoyed. Like, come yeah, on, dude. Like, exactly. I'm telling y'all, like, I did this, like, on my own. Like, I'm up here, like, I got core member, like, this is r- the real shit, and y'all don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, another one. <laughs> oh, I thought this was so, like, um, like, he was so dedicated, <laughs> and that is, I, like, um, What's the word for it? Like, kudos to him. But when Andrew was drumming till his fucking knuckles bled, like, yeah. oh, and him just like putting his hands in ice water, like, oh, that is so like crazy. And a lot of musicians do this. And I'm, I think anybody that has like a, like a hard job like that, like ballerinas, like, can you imagine? how their toes are at the end of every fucking performance or practice or something like, you know, like, and same with, with uh, football players, like how they literally soak in like an ice bath. Like it's insane how humans can push their body to that extent. And like, yeah. Oh, and just to strive for greatness, like in miles and Andrew's sense, like, you know, of course, like you, you want to be the best. You got to push your boundaries. You got to push your body. Like you said, mm-hmm. NFL players, you know, any, you know, NBA, whatever sports players, they push their fucking bodies to the limit, man. And, yeah. you know, they, they, uh, get their bodies ready. But even if their bodies, you know, obviously they have like the most endurance and, you know, best bodies out there. Like they're pretty much, uh, what's the word I want to use here? Like they're toned for it, you know. Like they're, you know, they work out, they get ready in the off season, off season, for all this hard work, and yet, like their body still needs to get rested because it's a lot of hard shit, you know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, like, um, as a, you know, as a former drummer, I guess, because I don't have a drum set anymore, but hopefully later. Um, yeah, for you to bleed like that, you got to play super hard, and uh, I did, you know, I've. I've gotten blisters on my fingers and stuff, but I've never really bled. So I guess I'm not hardcore. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, you look at a, a lot of bands and stuff. Like Travis Barker, he's one of the greatest drummers ever, like in my opinion. But this mm-hmm. motherfucker is always bleeding on his set. He always goes hard day in, day out. It doesn't matter. He's always going 120% at shows and, you know, when he's performing. And he, you know, he has the proof by showing all that, all the bloody drum kit and shit. So, yeah. yeah, it just proves your point. Like, if you want to be the best, you got to push it to the limits. You got to push past the limits. Exactly. Um, what's the other one? I thought this was just funny. But, like, when Fletcher goes into the classroom and he starts mourning over the guy who killed himself, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it was just so, like gloomy and like you know depressing because he's sad like i guess you know it's like fuck we lost a good artist or musician or whatever and then like out of nowhere like after that he's just a strict stern person again asshole yeah 
Yeah, and that was when he made all three drummers battle it out for Caravan. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, that scene was like, oh my god, like, <laughs> yeah. like zero to a hundred, like so quickly. Um, I feel like that was the, the whole movie, though. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> uh, the last one, though, that I have is the car crash. Uh, oh yeah, that, that was insane. I remember seeing that. We were in theaters and I was like, oh, my God, like just like your heart stopping because you're like, holy shit, like that's it. Yeah, he's done. Like he's not going <laughs> to fucking play. Like what if he's dead? But then, of course, he pops out of the fucking car and grabs his sticks and fucking runs to the fucking auditorium or the hall or whatever. Like, oh, my God, like that just shows so much like. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dedication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like he's playing and he's cringing while he's playing. Like he's in pain. Like, uh, I don't know. Dedication, man. Shit was wild, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I, what's your iconic scene that you said you had? Uh, for me, it was uh, the scene where he first lets Neiman or Andrew Neiman play uh, when he. You know, it's just like, I think it's like his second day uh, at rehearsals mm. for the studio band. And, uh, yeah, he's letting them play. And, like, he he starts playing because he even tells the band, he's like, all right, let's take it slow. It's his first time, you know. Let's go slow tempo. Tempo. Slow tempo. And um, they start playing. And then, like, he's really patient with him, right? Like, for this dude to be patient, that says a lot. Because he's always pissed and he's always being an asshole. And he just keeps fucking up, I guess. And just that whole scene where he, he's asking him, like, are you fucking rushing or are you dragging? Can you, like, not hear yourself? <laughs> and then, like, he just it just gets more intense, more intense. And uh, he ends up, like, making Miles Teller or Andrew Neiman. He keeps making him do the counts. He's like, one, two, three, four. And he fucking slaps him in the face. And he's like, well, was I rushing or was I dragging? Like, he gets so intense like that. He's literally physically <laughs> abusing this guy. And yeah. he's just, like, telling him, I don't know. And then, like, he's starting to read the music. And he's reading the music or he's doing, like, sight reading. And then he, <laughs> he's like, Jesus Christ, I didn't know, like, they fucking let retards in this school, you know? He's just, like, <laughs> yeah. going hard on him. And he ends up making him cry. And he ends up t- making him tell the class he's upset, like, like a little kid, mm-hmm. you know, it's crazy. Yeah. And that's like one of my most iconic scenes for me. Uh I do have another one. It's like similar. It's when he has the three the three guys, when he has the ginger guy, uh the original drummer, and then the original core drummer, and then him, Andrew Neiman. And they're all like yeah. uh it was actually that same scene you were talking about where he where he's like all um where he comes in all sad. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, his, you know, the his colleague had passed away. I guess it was one of his former students, he said. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he just goes from zero to 100 real quick, like he said. And he makes he makes them all fucking stay there till like 2 a.m. until one of them gets it right. Like, they end up staying there for yeah. hours and the band has to, like, you know, wait till they get it right, which sucks. And he ends up throwing like a fucking chair. I think he throws the chair at him. That first scene I mentioned, and mm-hmm. then the second scene, he like he's fucking. He gets a cowbell and he's like hitting it right in his ear while he's playing the <laughs> double time swing. And yeah. I was like, Jesus, man! It was just like rough. It was really rough to watch. 
So I feel like those two were really iconic, especially the first one, because I feel like that one was like one of the scenes that was featured in like a lot of the trailers and stuff or, you know, a lot of the rewards because it just really showcased J.K. Simmons ability like for this movie. He he fucking killed it, man. Yeah, for real. He did a great job. Now let's go on to quotes. Um, So name some of your favorite quotes. I really haven't, like, I don't have many. I'd probably just say one. Well, I mean, <laughs> I do have a couple, but they're all, like, the ones from Fletcher where he talks shit to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is, like, where he's where he's first, uh, you know, fucking up on, on that scene previously I was, that I was talking about where he's asking him, were you rushing or were you dragging? He straight up mm-hmm. tells him, were you rushing or were you dragging? Like all pissed, and he's like, "If you deliberately sabotage my band, I will fuck you like a pig." <laughs> like he just tells him that, and like this is the kind of shit he tells everyone. Like he just doesn't care. And then another, uh, let's say, I'm I'm not gonna do like you know, obviously the exact quote because I don't know it, but where he's like, he tells the band to stop. Right? He's like, "Someone, someone here is fucking out of tune," and you guys better mm-hmm. tell me who the fuck it is. And no one says anything. He's like, "All right, let's find out." And he ends up like, you know, going one by one, you know, each section. And then he's like, oh, I think I found the section. And it was like the trombones. And yeah. he goes one by one. And like he asks this chubby dude and he's all like, uh, he asks him to play. And he's all like, are you out of tune? He asks him and he's, he's all like, yeah. And he's like, well, if you're out of tune, then, you know, he pretty much tells him, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So he, he leaves and he's poor guys all crying and shit because, you know, I talk <laughs> shit to him. And then after he leaves, that's like one of my favorite quotes. And he's all like, uh, it was actually that guy that was out of tune. It was another guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's all like, but he didn't know he was out of tune. So that's just as bad. <laughs> so fuck him, you know? I was yeah. like, damn. It's true, though. If you yeah. don't know, if you like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's insane. Yeah. And oh, I guess another another one would be like at the end of the movie where they're talking to each other at the bar, Fletcher and uh, Neiman. And he's like, there, there are no two words in the English language more harmful than good job. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's, yeah. that was pretty good. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't believe in being that rough, you know, like, I don't know. I'd see that like applying to, you know, raising kids maybe, but God damn, like, I don't know. It just hit because I was like, yeah, I mean, you do want to teach your children like, Hey, like, not not everything you do is good job. You can do better, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to explain. He's got a point there where it's not always like that it is harmful to say good job at everything because it's not. Sometimes you got to tell him the truth and tell it like it is. But damn, this dude took it over the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should have fucking murdered them. Like, damn. And uh, emotionally, not obviously not physically. Well, I guess both, yeah. right? Because he would throw chairs and shit. And, oh, Slap. God. Yeah. Those are some yeah. of my favorite quotes, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, that was one of my favorite. Is the there are no two words in the English language more harmful than a job? Uh, also, uh, this one was one of like his shit talking where he's like, Parker, that's not your boyfriend's dick, don't come early. <laughs> yeah, oh god, I love those parts when he's all like. <laughs> Where he's like, let's see if you can play faster than you can get blowjobs or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. That's hilarious. I remember. I mean, it's so like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, he shouldn't be saying those things. But 
<laughs> yeah, it was just crazy. That was like one of the times we got caught off guard. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, um, I was there to push people beyond what's expected of them. I believe that's an absolute necessity. Like, I think that's true. Like, you should push these people to their limits because you know their worth. Like, as an instructor, you know what I mean? Like, and that's what he was trying to do and prove a point. I'm pushing you guys for a reason. Like, and that's that's what my choir teacher did, too, in high school. Like, he pushed us so fucking hard. We fucking hated it. We fucking hated him. Like, we were just tired of it. But the outcome of it, it was amazing. Like, we're the best choir, high school choir in El Paso. Like, I don't know. Just, it pays off. No matter, like, how shitty it is, but, you know? Yeah. Um, this, uh, <laughs> this other one, uh, I don't know how I feel about it, but, uh, so this was when they are at the dinner table, and, uh, Andrew, he goes, I'd rather die drunk, broke at 34, and have people at a dinner table talk about me than live to be rich and sober at 90, and nobody remember who I was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember those I, days. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know how I feel about that because, like, again, I feel like it's just Andrew kind of, like, living in the limelight of things. And I guess just because of my perspective, I don't see as, like, I, I never saw music as, um, like, fame and fortune, in a sense. Like, I want to make this the music that I make, I want it to move people. I don't give a shit about the money or anything like that. Or, you know, like, I just want people to hear me and be like, yo, like, that's deep. Or, like, you know what I mean? But that's just me. Like, I don't... I'm just there to jam out. Like, I could give two shits about money and, I guess, the titles for everything. I mean, what I was going to say about that was, like, we all have that... You know, he was, what, 19 during the movie? We all have uh, that adolescence mm-hmm. age or like, you know, when we're younger, where all you want to be is famous, rich, whatever. It's it's everyone's dream is to have that at least for a little bit. I, you can't say that you've never had that dream like growing up. Um, you see famous people and you're like, damn, I want to be like them. And, you know, I feel like, I don't know, everyone thinks differently. And like as you get older and you start being more real with yourself and you start saying, yeah. It's not about the fucking fame. It's about just doing what you love doing, right? And that's music. Mm. So, yeah. Yep. I totally see what, you, what you're what you talking about. And for some of us, it happens earlier. For some of us, it happens later. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like there's always that dream. Oh, I want to be star quarterback for the Raiders, you know, whatever. <laughs> that was always mm-hmm. my dream. Uh, it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to be rich and famous. It was that I just wanted to take my fucking team to the Super Bowl because I was tired of seeing them suck ass, you know? <laughs> but my dream was to be good and, like, they actually... <laughs> yeah, they still suck, but, uh, uh, I mean, they're doing better than the Cowboys, but... Um, yeah. I mean, you know you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to do be big like that for a reason and not for fame and money. Like, I wanted to do it just to take my fucking team and win already because I'm tired of seeing them lose. And for you, like how you were saying, it was just for the love of music. Like, I just want to play. I want people to hear me, you know? And that's what music is about, though. Like, 
And I know Dave Grawl, he sees it the same exact way. Like, he could give two shits about the fucking fame. Like, he just loves music so much, and he's so passionate about that. And I I can see, like, yeah, I, I'm the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Oh, okay. So iconic quotes. Uh, yours are probably the same as mine, uh, but not my tempo is, I think, iconic. <laughs> and uh, were you rash- rushing or were you dragging? Of course. Iconic. Yeah. I Did you say- add? No, those are pretty much the same ones I had, honestly. Uh, nothing too yeah. too crazy there. I mean... Other than, other than you know all the profanity that fucking J.K. Simmons <laughs> says, it's hilarious. But yeah, yeah, not, nothing more than that, honestly. All right, so let's move on to flashbacks. So, do you remember when you first saw this movie? And who were you with? Of course. Um, I can't remember the exact year. I don't know if it was the year it came out. It had to have been a little bit after that. It was. It's so Mm -hmm. crazy that this movie came out in 2014. Like, it doesn't feel like that long ago. That was fucking six years ago. Holy shit. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Well, I mean, so obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, this movie wasn't, like, super big because, you know, it did horrible on opening weekend. But... You know, we ended up seeing it. Well, you know, I give all the credit to you. Because <laughs> um, we're at that time, we're going to the movies in what was it? Not Sylvia. What's the name of that mall again? Bassett. Bassett. Jeez. <laughs> I'm forgetting all the names now. It's been that long. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So we would go to movies there because there were cheaper movies. And there were older movies. They had they had they had new movies too, but at the time they had you know older movies, and they were cheaper. So we went to go watch this movie, uh, and we would go when you know we had nothing else to watch. Um, and Jackie saw the that Whiplash was playing, and she's like, "Oh, let's go watch this movie. I've heard good things about it." And I'm just like, "Like it won all these fucking awards, yeah. and you didn't like believe me." <laughs> I was like, "Um, I guess you know, like I wasn't really up for it." Uh, I guess because of the type of movie it was, but then I saw that it had drumming in it. And I was like, okay, fuck it, let's give it a, a chance. And I was like, I love drumming, and man, I instantly regretted like not wanting to go watch it uh, while while we were watching it because it was so good. Like, but yeah, that was the first time I remember watching it. it was with you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for uh, digging up this gem for me. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, I mean, that pretty much, <laughs> we saw it together. That's when, yeah, I wanted yeah. to see it from the get-go because I remember just watching it on the awards and then seeing J.K. Simmons' speech. Uh, I was just like, wow, like, even that small clip, I was like, damn, like, that looks really good. Like, his acting is, like, superb, you know? And, yeah, I just remember, like, begging you to watch it with me and you were all pissed off, but... And you were like, wow, that movie's fucking amazing. Was I really that pissed? 
I don't remember being yes, that mad you're always pissed. You're always pissed when I drag you to movies you don't want to see. But then you end time. up fucking loving them. You're like, oh my god, that was such a good movie. Mm. I don't know if I was pissed. I mean, I think that's a little <laughs> too hardcore of a word. But yeah, um, I just, I, I was happy because we're the only ones in the theater. You know, we had popcorn. Uh, it <laughs> just makes me miss the theater more now. Now that we're thinking about this, reminiscing. But uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was fun times, and we came out of that movie like, damn, this movie was fucking good. Like, I just remember, like, seeing the first thing, like, at the beginning, you know, with J.K. Simmons. He didn't seem too rough, but um, the first time in the classroom when he just went crazy, I was like, god damn, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, yeah, we're. Yeah. I was like, after I saw that, I was like, yeah, we're in for a good movie. <laughs> damn. But, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, the movie poster. Uh, I know it's a simple black background mm-hmm. and then it has Andrew playing on his kit yeah, and there's exactly. like a spotlight on him and then it has like the critics reviews like behind him, you know? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think about the movie poster? Would you change it? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, the, that poster says it off for the movie. I mean, it's about mm-hmm. that classical drumming and there's a story of Miles Teller's character, Andrew Neiman and. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah, I think it it's a simple kind of like yeah, that's what that's what the movie's about. Like if I were to see that, I'd be like, oh, okay, it's about a guy that drums. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what about uh the soundtrack? I fucking love the soundtrack. It's amazing, and I listen to it regularly. Not all the time, but every now and then. I just shuffle it on Spotify. They have it on Spotify, so go check it out. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just called the Whiplash soundtrack. So it has all the songs from the movie and more. So it's oh, it's fucking awesome. Classical- pieces. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, into sorry. that. I said song. It's peace. Whatever. Same shit. But um, no, it's not. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, a song has lyrics. A piece does not. Well, yeah. So. Go listen to the, these pieces because they're really good, man. Uh, fuck, like the drumming is amazing in all of the songs and all the other instruments too are good. So yeah, I recommend to go check that out on Spotify and just shuffle it if you want to know what what uh, music's in the movie. I don't think I've like sat down and listened to the soundtrack just you know just from the movie, watching the movie and stuff. Mm-hmm. But of course, when I hear Caravan and Whiplash, like. I just automatically think of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what's your first memory when you hear the songs? My first memory it's usually anytime when they show Neiman like playing at a show. Um usually at the very end where he's going hard on the drums because I listen to that song a lot. Mm. Where he does the drum solo at the end, so oh it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I know, like, we kind of, like, talked about it throughout the the pod, but uh, do you play any instruments? <laughs> uh, well, I did play the drums, but I haven't had them in years because, you know, obviously I live in an apartment. Uh, <laughs> the fucking neighbors aren't going to love that. Uh, mm. So, you know, I've been waiting to get a house. Hopefully we can get a house soon. Once that happens, I'll get yeah. back on the drums. And I know I know you like playing my drums, Jackie. So hopefully, we can get to that. And uh, I I love playing piano. Uh, I've been wanting to get back into that. 
and oh, it's just amazing. But like I said, I don't have space for a piano. Jackie, you have one, but we need a house for it. <laughs> it's the same I thing. <laughs> um, I do have an, a guitar. I know a little bit of guitar. Uh, that I still need to learn a lot more of. That one's more like memorizing for me. I haven't really like gotten into the chords and stuff because I have such like fat fingers. It's really hard for me. Uh, <laughs> I need to get like a like a nylon guitar, you know, that has like thicker gaps. I don't know. But yeah. I really want to get back into learning some some of that. But my main instrument has always been the drums. And like piano right next to that. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, the only instrument I know uh, is the piano. Uh, I, I, my mom put me in classes for it when I was eight. But I mean, and then I like stopped playing and then I picked <laughs> it up again in high school. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I like I really want to get back into it and actually like legit play because I feel like I just know like baby shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's one thing I, wa- I want to pick up again. And then, uh, yeah, and then singing. Uh, those of you who don't know, uh, I sing. I was in choir, you know, all that good shit. Uh, yeah, I don't sing anymore. You never for sing for in me. The car. Yeah, you never sing for oh me. Oh my god! I'm I don't sing for anybody. <laughs> you know that. I'm I don't singing sing for anybody. in the rain. <laughs> but yeah, I I get really like self conscious, like nervous and self conscious and stage fright and like all of the above. Like to the extreme, like I know it's Didn't just kind of like, bitch. oh my god, people <laughs> always can't. get like amazed by that because I'm I'm so I'm an extrovert and yeah, like hardcore. you know I'm so yeah. outgoing, and yeah no, oh I just can't. It's just it's so scary. Like even mm-hmm. thinking about it, like always thinking about like solos and stuff. Like my my stomach turns. Like it's just like oh my god, oh, I don't know. <laughs> But um, it's not like you're doing it in front uh, of an long? audience, so just do it. I know. Still, uh, how long uh, did you play the drums for? Uh, like, when did you learn? I'm trying to remember the first time I picked it up. Uh, I've always loved the drums because my uncle is a drum player. He's been in multiple bands. Uh, so, you know, I fell in love with them real quick. I, I saw him playing them. I would always see him at my grandma's house. He always had his kids there. Um, I've seen I've seen him, you know, in shows playing drums. So uh, I'm trying to remember the first time I like I can't remember how old I was. I want to say maybe oof, I don't know. It was around the time where I was old enough to buy shit online on my own. <laughs> By like fuck, I don't know, fifteen, sixteen, maybe. Maybe younger. I can't remember. I just remember my parents got me a first act little drum kit. I think it was like at <laughs> Toys R Us or some shit. Uh, I used that for That's a while. Uh, and then when I got older, like 14, 15, maybe 16. Yeah, I think I was like 16, 17 because no, like like 16 because it was when I had a job and I bought a kit from Amazon. <laughs> and um, I also ended up buying like one of those marching band kits, like the snares. And I had mm-hmm. that for a while. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I pretty much picked it up probably like age 10, 11. That was like my first 
first act drum kit. My That's parents, cool. My parents fucking hated me for it, but yeah. Because <laughs> I was always playing and they were like, shut the fuck up. Uh, I left this question out, but I was going to ask, uh, is there an instrument that you wish you knew how to play or like you wish like you would have learned back then or you want to like learn now other than the guitar i know like you want to pick up the guitar and stuff but yeah. is there another instrument out there <sighs> no i mean i was gonna say guitar <laughs> but uh <laughs> thinking about it no like i did try out clarinet i was in band in middle school i tried clarinet out i didn't like it i don't like the woodwinds and all that shit maybe trumpet trumpet like try out a brass i've never tried a brass out so yeah i'll try something like that clarinet's a woodwind nice yeah. reeds yeah it's pretty oh, much it's like that. the like the baby saxophone <laughs> like you first you clarinet have, yeah you have to master the clarinet and then you work your way up to the sax hmm. like anthony remember anthony he was a yeah. sax player he put the clarinet mm-hmm. first Oh, yeah, you gotta you gotta kind of evolve into it. Hmm, interesting. I think, uh, yeah, I think other sax players are. I'm not sure if you can like jump right into sax. I've never seen people do that because of what I saw. But you know, by the time we're in high school, everyone's already has a sax. <laughs> so I'm mm. not sure. Interesting. Yeah, I never. Uh, as you could tell, I wasn't in orchestra. <laughs> Or band. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's band, not orchestra. <laughs> I did play the, I forgot to mention, I played the viola. I think that was the very first instrument I've ever played uh, that I learned. Did you like it, though? I did. I actually enjoyed it a lot. But, you know, I was kind of poor growing up, so we couldn't afford, like, lessons and, like, for my parents to buy me one to keep. The one I had was, mm-hmm. you know, property of the school district, so I would use it every, I think it was for two years. I did it for fourth and fifth grade. But it was hmm. awesome. I loved it. Uh, remember um, Jacob Chacon? Mm-hmm. Um, him and I were the only violas in the whole orchestra. <laughs> oh, um, wow. Yeah. So fun little fact there. Uh, everybody was a, you know, violin or cello, a bass. There was only like one or two basses too. But uh, yeah, there was more. I think there's more cellos than us. There's like four cellos and me and Chacon were like the only violas. So I thought that was nice. cool. Yeah. Um, so other than all that, like band and, and all that orchestra shit, like, were you in anything else, like inside or outside of school? Uh, no, I mean, just piano in high school. I took piano, but I only took the first course, not the second year of it. Uh, yeah, same. I kind of regret it, but then I didn't need the credit. Like, I decided to take outs instead, instead of taking extra classes, so... Yeah, by the time I got to senior year, I just said, oh, I'll just take the outs, you know, I don't want to fucking take another class. <laughs> I actually tried music theory, you remember that? I think you tried it too, Yeah, right? I was in it too, yeah. And I fucking hated it, like, I was like, I'm not trying to learn all this bullshit, like, it's kind of hard, you know, and it's, it's senior year. Hard. <laughs> like, I remember uh, Roach, you know, like, he had dropped Here it too, and I asked him, I was like, oh shit, and like, we were talking about it, he's like, yeah, bro, it's fucking senior year, fuck that, and I was like, yeah, exactly. Same thing I like I thought about. I was like, fuck that, I don't wanna work extra. Like I'm about to graduate. It should be sucking on my bow sack. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for real. I think that's why I got out of music theory. Like, I was like, I I just want to fuck around. Yeah, I wasn't trying to work that hard. Yeah, I wasn't trying to work hard for that shit. I know. Uh, Yeah, I was was only in choir. Well, I was in choir for all four years in high school. And then... uh, It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Uh, Even though our instructor was... A hard ass on us but a again <laughs> he did it for a reason like uh we were a damn good choir uh yeah he was also my uh piano teacher yeah he got stuck with him he wasn't bad you could tell he would take a uh, choir more seriously because you know i think piano was just a course that he had to kind of teach on the side like yeah they needed him to teach it or something but you could tell it was like not his um focus <laughs> obviously it was choir because he was like the head guy in the choir yeah he was the main choir instructor uh yeah I, and then i was in piano too in high school like i said but um so do you, uh obviously since you drum uh who's your favorite drummer my favorite drummer of all time yep Ugh, this one's hard let's go with neil part neil part Part can't even say his name. R.I.P. to him, man. He was mm-hmm. famously the drummer of Rush. That guy mm-hmm. is fucking amazing. Go watch his shit. There's a he lot of the greatest drummer in the world. Like, or yeah. is the greatest drummer he's in the world? He's definitely top five. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but, he uh, really is the greatest drummer. Everybody's like, no, he's not. <laughs> no, I just, I was just saying that to quote a movie. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um. Oh, that's really hard for me to think now of like other top drummers because there's just so many, uh, <laughs> you know, iconic ones. Ringo's my number yeah. one. I'm just kidding. Of course. <laughs> so, so you go with Rush then? I'm gonna have to go with Neil Part. Like he's just of course he's an icon. Uh, at least to me. Um, you know, ask other drummers. I don't know, but yeah. Or I don't call myself an official drummer because I haven't had a kid in years. But you know, whatever. Yeah, my favorite drummer, of course, is Alex Van Halen. I fucking love, I love everything that he does. I, I think that fucker could drum so well. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want him to die. I know Eddie just died. I'm like, no, Alex. R.I.P. to him, man. Like he was the band. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen was the band. He could replace his uh, bassist. He can replace a drummer, but you can't replace Eddie Van Halen. You can't replace the drummer. No, you can't. Uh, I would uh, not agree with that, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. The, I do give him credit for that hot for teacher drum drumming. God damn, that shit is clean, but yeah. All right, let's move on to our next segment. <laughs> trivia! <laughs> I love trivia because he always loses. Just kidding. Uh, I think I think you're gonna do pretty good on these questions this we'll time see. around. We'll see. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll you'll get all of them. Like, but okay. So the first question: What does Fletcher forget when he goes back into the room, like to get Fletcher? Yes. When he goes back Ch- to which room? The room when he first sees oh, uh, oh okay uh, Andrew drumming <laughs> whoopsies forgot my jacket <laughs> yes 
what tempo was Fletcher looking for from Andrew and the other drummers? What tempo? Yeah. Uh, what kind of tempo? Oh, uh, double time swing. Oh my god, yes. When does Andrew pour on the popcorn when him and his dad are at the movies? Raisinets. See, I told you you're going to get these right. Oh, because you heard me talking about it earlier. No, I, I really, like did these fucking questions. Okay. Well, okay. Keep them coming. What album CD does Andrew play to practice his double time? Uh, fuck. It was definitely um, this one. I'm going to get stumped on this one. Five, four, three. I don't know. Two. One. <laughs> Buddy Rich, Birdland. I knew it was Buddy Rich. I just didn't know the album. I thought you were looking for the album name. Oh, I okay. mean. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I always lose anyway. True. Okay. Uh, what note does Andrew ask for? Uh, ask for to tune the kit. That would be a B flat. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Last one. What color was the truck that hit Andrew? It was red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Damn, I almost wow. got them all right. I just didn't get the album right. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Damn, you did good. Do I still win? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Woo! Finally. (laughs) About goddamn time. I know. It had to be this movie, right? Until I got it (laughs) out. Okay, uh, let's go on to the next one. Did you know? So, did you know? Miles Teller performed most of the drumming himself. He's been a drummer since he was 15, and he prepared for the role by practicing four hours a day, three times a week. Um, There was also uh, a visual double uh, was used in the film just for the close-up shots. Uh, but the editor, uh, he said that uh, Miles Teller probably did 99% of the drumming in the whole fucking film. So Wow, that's crazy. I yeah, thought uh, that was real cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. You could tell at the the very end <laughs> when they're doing close-ups of him, it's like someone older and shit. Like his arms don't even look the same. They're all veiny and shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's probably what they meant by close-ups because those were close-ups of him. It's like a black guy. Oh fuck! That's on him. <laughs> oh god, it's like some Indian guy. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, the next one. So the part uh, when Teller tackled Simmons on stage. Uh-huh. Uh Simmons actually broke two ribs from that. No way. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that crazy? Uh, I I probably would have fucked him up too if I went through all that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had rewatched it and I was trying to see if like Simmons like 
flinched or anything like when it happened or like when he got up and he like stayed in character i'm like oh my god like that's insane like you have two broken ribs and you're just like chill about it like i don't know that's If that's if that isn't acting, I don't know what is. They couldn't get some other bald motherfucker to like do a stunt double thing. <laughs> they wanted to be more realistic. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Like the slaps too. I read that too. That uh, J.K. Simmons slapping Miles Teller, like he actually slapped him. That's why his face <laughs> well, yeah. is red. I mean, how else were they gonna do that? Like, I don't think you could capture that any other way. Yeah, because they first. Um, they did sound effects and pretended like he slapped him. Uh, but then like they thought that it didn't look like genuine. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, yeah, Miles, we're going to have to have them slap you. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine with it. I mean, that's what got J.K. Simmons the award pretty much part of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the film is the lowest grossing best picture nominee. Damn. And it yeah. didn't, obviously it didn't win, but yeah. That's, oh yeah, for Best Picture it didn't. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh and also the whole movie was shot in nineteen days. Damn, that's like Yeah. That's what, three weeks? Yeah. I don't <laughs> But yeah, they, they wanted to focus more on the acting opposed to I guess the cinematography of it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I thought that was pretty fucking awesome. Because think about it, the cast is like bare minimum, you know? Yeah, I mean, it must be a cool feeling, though, like when you're filming. And just like, I'm pretty sure they got a lot of stuff where they're like, damn, like this is good enough. Like, we don't have to redo it. And, you know, the movie's mm-hmm. short enough where I'm sure they had plenty of film, like, to make what they initially wanted to make. And, that's why it's yeah. it's like a perfect length. It's like what you said it was like a hundred and something. Let me see. Hundred and six minutes, I think I said. And then also uh the supporting cast in the Schaefer band were real life jazz musicians. Oh, okay. Uh they weren't actors at all. You could yeah. tell, yeah, you could tell. Like <laughs> I mean that was probably the easiest way, like they were just like, Oh, either they went to an actual school and said, Hey, you guys wanna be in a movie? And they did it for free, or they actually went and they said, hey, we'll pay you guys this much, you know, which was, yeah. probably wasn't a lot, but, like, that's dope. You're in a movie forever, you know? Yeah, for real. And, you know, you're just doing what you love doing is playing jazz. Uh, the last one I have is uh, Andrew appears in every scene. Really? <laughs> if you didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that either. And then when I saw it again, I was like, oh, shit, he is like, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, a certain point where fucking J.K. Simmons just takes over the movie and you just start start forgetting about Miles Teller and like Mm -hmm. his character a little bit. But yeah, he you like that's the funny thing about this movie, like the story is about him and his struggles. J.K. Simmons is like that very powerful uh, actor in the movie where you're just like damn like this dude's taking over the movie that's not even about him you know yeah for all it's crazy um but yeah so that wraps up did you know uh so now on to social media you guys on myspace or <laughs> alright Jonathan tell uh listeners where to find you at 
So, uh, as you guys have heard like 50 times by now, you can find me <laughs> at Astro Raider 5 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, find me on that Xbox Live, Astro Raider 5. I just got that new Xbox Series X. Shit is fucking wild. I love it. Let's play on it, man. Let's play. So, add me on there. Um, I'm going to try to get the PS5 on Thursday. I wasn't able to pre-order it because, uh, you know, there was a fucking... It was a mess. They just... All the pre-orders went crazy like a day before. But, yeah, uh, follow me also on PlayStation Network at Astro Raider 5. Uh, follow my podcast. Um, we took a break last week. Um, it was a pretty heavy work week, so decided to take the week off. Uh, but, yeah, go follow the Buzz Down at Buzz Down Pod on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. But, yeah, find us there. Jackie is a regular there, too, so go check it out. Yes, I am. Yeah, definitely check out his pod, guys. It's yeah. funny. I I always listen to it all the time. And I'm always on it, so, of course, it's funny. <laughs> yeah everyone's <laughs> like oh jackie's fucking hilarious yeah uh but yeah uh, if you guys want to follow my personal account it's jack underscore taurus j-a-c-q underscore t-o-r-r-e-s if you guys haven't figured that out by now uh on instagram and snapchat uh again i am never on twitter like don't even try and contact me on twitter like on my personal Twitter. (laughs) I'm just really bad at that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And go ahead and follow uh, the pod at at the movies pod on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Follow me, like the pages, you know, all that fun stuff. And DM me if you want to come on the show or have a, more movie suggestions or segment suggestions. I'm I'm all ears. But thank you, Jonathan, so much for coming on and being my guest. Oh yeah, thank you for having me on. It was fun. It's always fun. Uh, I of love course. talking movies with you. It's dope. Me too. All right, guys. Well, tune in next week uh, for a great episode too. So thanks. Bye. Peace, guys.